What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of What's the Word Entertainment. Of course, we got your boy Sherman Obed here doing it big once again. Good to have you on as always, sir. We got a, uh, another returning guest this week, my man DB, aka Dave. What's going on with you, sir? How you been, man? Life is good, man. I'm going to enjoy this dialogue this evening. All right, all right. Obed, you know, we've been out of the game for a little bit. We're back, and uh, let's, let's, let's just get right into it, sir. I know we were going to plan to talk about a few different things this week, maybe some basketball, some college football, we know, but we got to stick right to football, the NFL this week, and some of the biggest news coming uh, just this past weekend, one of the most shocking turn of events is quarterback Andrew Luck deciding to hang it up, that's right folks, Andrew Luck from Indianapolis Colts is saying he's going to retire at the young age of what, 28 or 29? 29. 29. Yeah, I mean, this was... Oh, Ben, let me just go to you first. Um, and of course, feel free to you know say you know, speak in your mind here. I don't know how. What do you what do you just think about the news? How did you just take this news? I mean, to me, I was shocked. I was floored by it. I didn't expect this at all. Your your thoughts on, on Andrew Luck? Um, yeah. Um, first off, just wow. You know, I'm gonna echo the uh, some of the statements of other individuals, much like Troy Aikman, much like Tom Brady. Uh, you know, this individual has done what he wanted to do for the majority of his life. It is his life. If he wants to live it the way he wants to live it, so be it. I'm not the first person to walk away from the game early. Um, it is shocking. Um, I, and, you know, just seeing him talk about walking away from a game that he's loved or, or has fallen out of love with, um, it was it was rough. It was it was it was hard. To, it was hard to stomach. Um, I, I, you know, as a person who loved, I love being a football. I love fantasy football. Um, and really. For me, it was it was amazing to think that someone who had gotten injured in March was looking forward to having a new year. It finally had an offensive line for him. Um, it's sad. It's sad. I, I could tell that he didn't want to do that. And, and the way that it got uh, leaked as well or reported, you know, you know, getting mad at journalists doing their job. I don't know. I'll, I, you know, Dave, if you want to speak to that, that would be great because I just I, I'm a little bit at a loss for words. I feel like, hey, take your time when you need to. Um, but he said he was done. So if he's done, he's done. I'm not mad at him. <clears throat> I don't know, man. I'm torn about the situation. I saw, obviously, we was watching Miami versus Florida. And, you know, the screen mm-hmm. crawl came across saying he was retired. Um, there's two sides of it. There's the professional and there's the personal. All right. So, you know, all athletes, when they get to this level, they crave being paid or being taken care of. He was number one overall. And um, they gave him another $140 million, which I think at that point he was the highest paid player. The organization was all in on him. And I think this wasn't something he just thought about last week. Now, we're all human beings. I think you're entitled to it's no different from our relationships in everyday life. You know, Sherman, you're married. Obed, I don't know if you have a significant other. You could wake up one day and be like, you know what? I just don't love you anymore. I mm-hmm. think for him, it looks bad because now I'll say this. He might if if he disclosed to the organization that I'm hinting about not playing anymore, shame on them for not making contingency plans. But if he did not disclose to them that he was gonna make this kind of a move, he he has to take a little bit of a hit. You know, well, or, you know, play, I, or Sherman play the season. 
he's going to be on the pup list and miss a few games and mm-hmm. then do it. Right. I think at one point he he had considered a retirement before in the past. So I think so. your point is the organization not giving them any sort of hint that this is going to happen. They, I feel like it's if he had said at one point, you know what, I'm not sure how much longer I want to play ball. Mm-hmm. And they're back in their minds, they're like, damn, you know, is this the possible year? Now you're right. They should have took some more caution. But if he said he was going all in every day in practice, whatever like that, you know, you know, saying the right things, doing doing whatever he could, you're right, Dave. I will agree with you. You know, he's got to take some of it, especially that it's August. We're at the end of August right now, dude. Yeah. The season is what? I'm like five months away. Two weeks away, not even. And then even. And to, to go back to what I was saying before, you know, it's an 80-20 rule. You know, 20% of the guys make 80% of the salary, and those guys have different access to ownership, to GMs, to, you know. So if he, he has the access. He's a franchise way, quarterback. Yeah, I mean, all the, all the players who are in the 20-some-odd million-dollar range have at least an open door to a minimum of GM. Absolutely. You know, and and if he was feeling that way, uh, you know, don't forget, man, you know, people are buying season tickets. People, you know, players are going there as free agents because they know you might have them down the line. Now, where I will say I can the flip side, because I said before I was torn and I don't mean to be running on like this. I have been in the position where I've been fortunate enough to play college sports, too. And I'm going to tell you, when I got to my college and I started playing lacrosse, I didn't want to look at a stick. You know, a lot of guys burn out more than what most people believe. People we watch on Sunday, people we watch playing college football, a lot of those kids are just, they they don't want, it's almost like sausage. You know, you don't want to see how it's made. We love eating it and we love cooking it, but you don't want to see the process. And yeah. most people mm-hmm. don't see the process, what it takes to compete at that level. So Right. Can I play devil's advocate for a second here? Let's just, at you know, then. based on the timeline of the, uh, you know, what seems like a leak, probably most of them more than likely by Jim Irsay, and then on the heels of that, a uh, financial agreement, settlement that they've come to that allows him to keep $25 million, which to me, there we can, we're, we can dive into where that goes to because I just don't. If, if this happens to, uh, you know, any other player, are you, you know, affording them money that you could recoup? They tried to recoup money from Marshawn Lynch. They tried to recoup money from Megatron, but it doesn't seem like they're trying to recoup money from Andrew Luck. That, that, that being neither here nor there. But I think knowing that they have that financial this, uh, agreement in place days after this, this comes out, I feel like they had to have known earlier than a week from from today or when they that news broke that he probably wasn't going to go right? you no one has a cap strain that then in march that extends all the way five months later to to august and now you're like you know what i'm just going to walk away he probably wanted to walk away and they tried their best to take care of him take care of his mindset see if they could keep him around and i think at the end he was just like this is a charade you guys know you're going in with Brissett, and i'm not interested in playing anymore yeah, and, and I think I think also think that this also proves that his injuries are more severe than what they led us Yo, to believe. He, play, he played out there with a the lacerated spleen. No, 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 no. But there, but you got to realize that some of the injury reports that came out on him were just like, oh, he has an ankle sprain, or or you know, he has a sprained shoulder. You know, realize you know he has a lacerated spleen. He has a so he had to have surgery on his shoulder what two seasons ago where he missed yeah. the entire year. It's ambiguous. And, 
Yeah, you know what I mean? It's, it's almost like they were dumbing it down either for the competition or for the media or whatever it was. But I think the injuries were more significant than what it was. we were led to believe. Okay, okay, Sherman, we're adults. I don't understand why people don't take the Kawhi Leonard route. You're in charge of your own body. All right, so mm. if I am not healthy, mm-hmm. I am not playing. Mm-hmm. Ask but Kevin not- Durant. Ask Kevin Durant about that. No, and then also ask and, Kawhi and, Leonard and that, about that was, that was one of my points we, we, we were talking about Kevin Durant you know weeks ago was like he felt the pressure to play mm-hmm. and Kawhi he had no pressure it was the beginning of the year they weren't it was what he played what seven games that year he it was no full on pressure to him to play right then and there you know and he really made up his mind now Andrew Luck he went out there and played you know when he could like I said he missed an entire year a couple of years ago, he was just getting beat up. You know, I, 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 the bo- football is one of the most violent sports. Dave, you know, you played ball, so did, so did I. You know, it's one of the most violent sports out there, and that really takes a toll. That's what people don't realize. People are like, oh, you gave up on your teammates. Fans were even booing Andrew Luck at the at that preseason game. I don't know if you guys yeah, saw I, that. I, I would be Terrible. too if I was sitting there when I was a season ticket holder. You know, but you know, like people that that's a big deal, Sherman. They have a right to be upset because it's came so like I said, it, it, he could have done this in June, and I don't a, think people would have been a, upset. A fan is short for no, he, he needed to do it before the draft so they could <laughs> make their plans. Points. That, that would have been an even better time to do it. I 100% agree with that, Dave, that he should have probably did it before the draft because who knows if they could have went out and gotten somebody, you know, a, a Dwayne Haskins or or whoever it is and traded up Daniel for somebody. Daniel Jones. Tra- <laughs> traded up, right, exactly. You know what I mean? And getting somebody like that. Now they're now they're going in with Jacoby Brissett as their number one. What can he really do you know, as, a, as a full-time starter with, you know, I mean, and, and something is, and I realized, you know, as a franchise QB, the leader of that squad, you gotta realize players or, or sometimes even go to that or go to your organization to be with somebody like Andrew Luck. Yeah, I just said yeah. that. But you also gotta understand now with 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 Luck doing what he did, he hurt Brissett because he didn't get as many reps. You mm-hmm. know, so he mm-hmm. has now a week and a half to try to divulge a whole system mm-hmm. that you know if there's 20 reps for a play, he sees five of them. Luck sees 15. You know, it's it's the continuity with your receivers that he hasn't had the chance to get mm-hmm. so like I said he's entitled to get out of a bad relationship and mm-hmm. if football was a bad relationship for him that's fine but it just comes down to your relationships no matter what it is in life sports your relationships with your pe- people you deal with mm-hmm. if there's a lack of transparency and people can't you know be open with you people are always going to feel jaded and scorn absolutely I agree right right I mean you know, it's yeah. I, I definitely, I definitely agree with you guys. You know, it's it's something that, like I said, it was it definitely took us by surprise. You know, we were all kind of taken aback by it. But you know, I'm, not, I'm, I'm gonna be honest. I wasn't surprised. You see a lot of players retiring now at a young, young age. I think the, the big surprise was the timing. Right, right, right. Yeah, I mean, he joins people like Barry Sanders trying to retire young, Megatron retiring young. You know. But yeah, I, I I totally get it. You know, like I said, it's his it's his body, it's his decision. You got to respect that. You know, and it is what it is. Um, moving on, other football news. You know, Obed, you and I talked about this. I think on the last show, your boy Zeke, woo, he's he's still out there chilling in Cabo and not in camp. You know, he's. You know what? I don't know what he's doing in Cabo. If he's working out or he's just sipping on margaritas and banging senoritas, I don't know what he's doing out there. But he needs to I'm be in camp. A <laughs> Let me ask you this: You know, being that he's still not with the Cowboys, you know, running back Ezekiel Elliott, 
Does a deal get done by week one? I don't think a deal gets done by week one. I think they're going to go out there. This is, this is you know, on the heels of they get, they're letting Andrew Luck keep his money. Um, the idea that if I am in business negotiations with someone and then, you know, I am heard away from the negotiating table disrespecting said individual I'm, I'm in discuss negotiations with, I don't know how that's supposed to play out. I don't, I'm not really sure what uh, Jerry Jones has done to earn the right to tell a joke. But if I was negotiating something hmm. with Jerry Jones and the word and millions of dollars was on the line, if I was like Jerry who, I have a feeling we wouldn't have a negotiation table anymore, right? Mm-hmm. We wouldn't, we wouldn't even have timbers to stand on because you, you might have burnt that bridge up disrespecting me when I worked very hard for you. You drafted me 104. I gave you the the performance of a 104 draft. You know, uh, even when the line was a little shaky last year, still came out and played for you, uh, had a very good year. And very few are going to say I'm not one at the top in my position. Um, I, I think I think Jerry Jones is muddy of the waters because he's just so far removed from this is a guy who said Herschel Walker was just a running back. Right. Like this is, uh, as Dave said, pointed out, we, we forget that these individuals are people as mm. well. Um I think I think a deal doesn't get done until they start losing. Um, and then you're going to see that deal signed real quick. Uh, you know, Jerry's like, I, I've never not gotten a deal done. Um, well, we, you never not shot yourself in the foot and gotten a deal done. So we'll see what happens. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, Dave, I don't know your thoughts on this one. Uh, you feel like it's in good faith they're doing a deal here or not before the season starts? Well, I'll give Jerry Jones one thing. He's held Ezekiel Elliott down in terms of having his back, you know, in terms of going to the war with the NFL and trying to fight for him during his suspensions and stuff like that. So He's earned the right mm-hmm. in terms of their relationship. Absolutely. He's held, them, he's held them down on some things that, you know, most teams would suspend the guy and the owner mm-hmm. wouldn't back. So You're right. He's held them that with that regard. The Cowboys are going to be hesitant in terms of signing him because of his questionable behavior. Mm-hmm. Um, so they have leverage over that. But they have to make him whole. He, he's there. He's what makes them go. Absolutely. Now, being that, you know, it's still to be determined what happens with Zeke, does a deal get done? Yes. Before, well, well let me ask you, wait, hold on. Does a deal get done for Dak Prescott and Amari Cooper as well as Zeke? Is there, an, or is there going to be an odd man out here? No, nah, they're going to, they're going to, you know, they, they need to make it right with Zeke. He, like I said, everything goes through him. He makes Prescott better. He helps Amar. Like, I mean, he touches the ball a lot. You're right. You know, and he, you have probably another three years, four years injury. If he, you know, prevented, he stays injury-free at a high level of productivity mm-hmm. with him. So you have to pay him. Yeah. D- Dave, how do you handle the line situation? Because the line's going to – if you think Zeke is going to get paid, the line is about to – a lot of those guys' contracts are coming Well, due. Zach Martin has to be the first person you take care of. I know they already took care of Tyron Smith a few years back. So I don't think they have to worry about him. Travis Frederick uh, get paid? Yeah, I mean, you know, that, that that's above my pay grade to handle all that. <laughs> but, but, you know, when it comes down to this, there's certain guys you just can't get rid of and replace. Yeah. So 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 do you think Amari Cooper is going to be the I think cause I think you have to go quarterback next. I mean, he's he's your friend, he's your guy. So I think Prescott is going to get going to get the I deal, mean, no? I like Dak Prescott, but I don't know if I want to pay him 30 million a year. He's not worth that. You know, that's that's what he, I think he's he's trying to get that, you know. Well, I think he's I think, I there think was some, he's there was able to get into that category because of the guy who he has behind him running 
and he doesn't have to throw the ball 45, 50 times a, a game. Very you know, I mean, that, that, that man yeah. legitimately carries the ball 20, 25 times, and then he probably gets four or five receiving touches. You mm. know, so that's a big part, man. I, I'd pay him. No different from I would have paid Le'Veon Bell last year. Right. Right, 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 right. I mean, yeah, I mean, he's got to, he, you know, Zeke is the carry, is a workhorse for them, though. No, no, I agree. Yeah, the, you know, the, there's a lot of talk of uh, not needing to have a running back, right? Running back's not mattering. But, you know, a lot of these teams aren't going to have the luxury of being able to move the ball. Look at look at the Chargers. The Chargers are really talking some stuff about not paying uh, Melvin Gordon. 5.6 is not a lot of money to miss out on when you know your next contract could be worth at least 11 each. So they're not trying to give 11. I wonder what that team's going to look like with two excuse me, two scat backs running them running uh, the ball for them. Yeah, but you know what? He Melvin Gordon has been injured and when he's been out the Chargers haven't had a fall off. And Philip Rivers that, had Philip Rivers has had has had a span where he hasn't had I mean after he got done with LT, he didn't have like too many great backs after that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So so that to that brings perfectly segue, you know, to our next point, you know, Obed, you know, Melvin Gordon, where where did where's where's his his stand at his stand he stands now with the charges? Is is he gonna be in LA in week one? You know, running running the ball for them or what? Absolutely not. He's but he's gonna be out for ten weeks. Stamp it. Wow. Woo. I'm telling you right now, they have removed likenesses and images of him from all over the stadium, all over the promotional stuff. They are over here talking up Je- Justin Jackson. They are over here talking up Austin Eckler. If they really feel like he doesn't bring anything to them, go right ahead. I understand that you can get 4,300 yards and 30 touchdowns out of your quarterback. Great. If Austin Eckler and uh, Justin Jackson can bolster the load and get get that work done, great. Mm-hmm. As long as they don't lose anything in the in the passing game, I think they should be all right. But that defense, that defense is missing a couple guys. That defense is taking some injuries. So, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know if they want to play around. The best thing you can do to keep yourself in games is to hold the ball and control it with mm-hmm. a quarterback that can throw to a great running back or at least a running back that can catch the ball and, and run between the tackles, which is what they have. Whether, you know, his uh, durability is there or not, I just – he was one of the first people when asked about Le'Veon Bell's situation that, yeah, Le'Veon Bell should, Bell should sit out and was like, I would too. I, I Put me down. We can, we can – I don't know. We'll keep, we'll keep uh, the stat tracker on this one. But I don't expect to see Melvin Gordon until week 10. Wow, week ten. That's a bold. And you and you mentioned about the defense and safety. All rookie, all, all pro safety. Derwin James is going to be out indefinitely with a foot injury. So yeah, the Chargers got got some holes to kind of you know, really got to guys got to step up. You know, Joey Bosa, we all know is is going to is a beast. But you know, Mel, Melvin Ingram on on the on the other side of him is mm-hmm. is playing is ball is a baller too. But yeah, I as I mentioned before in a couple of weeks ago, you know, the Chargers hold all the cards here because they can win without Melvin Gordon. Now, do they play? Do they do more with him in the lineup? Of course, no one's going to argue his talent, but they can win without him. I mean, Dave, do you think he's out for a significant amount of time here, or he's going to comes back sooner than Obed thinks? I mean, he has to face the reality. I think he's not going to get Ezekiel Elliott kind of money. Mm-hmm. He's not going to get Todd Gurley kind of money. You know, he, he's trying to get David Johnson money. David Johnson got thirteen million. AAV average annual value of contract. He got 13. So he's yeah, asking, like 12. And, and, and then look at what happened with David Johnson last year. He missed, you know, a large yeah. part of the season due yeah. to an injury. Injury. You know? He on so, a bad team with no offensive line. Yeah. Hey, you know, I wouldn't blame the Chargers. There's only a handful of backs that need to get paid like this. It's the Bells. It's the Gurleys. It's the Elliots. 
you know, mm-hmm. the Camaras. Yeah, that that's it. Right. No, no, I, I'm going to agree with you guys. There's very few elite, elite running backs in the NFL these days. You know, as we said before, it has become a passing league, you know. Um, so it's just, you know, but but you got to I think you got to pay Zeke Gordon. He's he's got to humble himself a little bit and but realize, you know, he's not going to get the kind of money that he wants to get just because other people have gotten it, you know. Um, in some other news, I kind of wanted to briefly just talk about the uh, relationship between Jay-Z and the NFL. As we know, Rock Nation has stayed on a partnership with the NFL, oh. uh, doing some deals uh, with, you know, probably some promotional things and some performances and things like that. Dave, I want to get just quickly, guys, you can just touch on this. Um, what are your thoughts on the, NFL, on the NFL partnering with Rock Nation? Oh, man. I don't know. It's it's disingenuous. I've been on record. I, 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 I've been I've been on record in previous shows saying that the NFL uh, should not be getting involved in the social engineering of our society. They should just put out the product of football and get out of these uh, situations where um, they have to bring in outside influences to market a brand that honestly markets itself on the field it doesn't yeah it doesn't need much more marketing <laughs> it doesn't need that at all you know all those other organizations want to be around the nfl because of what they can bring to them you know so you know it, it's it's pandering it's it's you know it's whatever it's disingenuous that's all i'll say about that you know oh, oh betty quickly your thoughts uh, i think uh, uh dave said it best it is disingenuous um the 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 league has had and will always have a race relations issue. Um, you know, I, I, to point out, Sherman, you just made the comment that, you know, Melvin Gordon needs to understand that he's not just going to get paid because this other guy got paid the same, that kind of money. That's literally how they pay quarterbacks. Literally mm-hmm. how they pay quarterbacks. And these guys Perhaps. are not worth it. Those salaries for quarterbacks are so overblown. Kirk Cousins doesn't didn't deserve $84 million. Uh, yeah, fully guaranteed, by the way. Fully guaranteed, exactly. Fully guaranteed, right? What and and knowing that uh, Stefan Diggs, Dalvin Cook, and uh, Adam Thielen are out there doing all the work, offensive line work, balling for him to look good, right? Numbers on top of good players. Uh, at any rate, um, yeah, I uh, it league as well is always will always have that issue. And don't bring in hacks, you know. I, look at the coaching staffs. Look at how many uh, minority coaches there are, minority owners, if any. Don't uh, forget the Rooney rule. That doesn't even exist anymore. Well, the, <laughs> no, that's the beauty of it. That's the beauty of it. Take a step back. The Rooney rule states that you have to uh, interview. With, interview a minority candidate for every job. It's basically just checking off affirmative action, and then you hire whoever the hell you want. Yeah, but you have also a lot of minority coaches that don't want to take an interview off the strength that they're being brought in just because they have to bring in the black guy. Exactly. So then how do you move up? Right. The, the, this the conversation uh, earlier this summer was up that like the reason that we're not seeing African-American coaches and uh, other minority coaches like the Ron Rivera's like the Brian Flores is because the feeder for OC for quarterbacks coach for offensive minded guys is being sheltered away from those individuals. Right. It, it's it's. It's they have a systemic problem. So the second that you reach out to a person who's been on record in one of his songs saying that I don't need you, you need me. Need me. Right. It it just it's super disingenuous on not only the part of the NFL, but it's a little disingenuous on Jay Z's part. 
Yeah. Trying to make money, say you're trying to make money. Don't mm. get the don't say that we're past kneeling. You know we're not past kneeling. Ooh, got him. Right. Well, you then know. you could also take it to a step further is that Jay-Z doesn't speak for all black people across the board in terms of their struggle. Absolutely not. Yeah, I, I, Obed, you know, I'm going to drop the mic right there on that one. I think you said it greatly. So let's just uh, move on here, fellas. Um, want to round up our divisional roundtable. <laughs> to say to say, we are on to the NFC West finally, and this will end our divisional roundtable for the year. Let's start off with the Arizona Cardinals. Of course, we all know they drafted Oklahoma quarterback and former Heisman Trophy winner uh, Kyler Murray uh, to be their guy, you know, coming off of the year where they just drafted Josh Rosen out of UCLA. They kind of, guess, moved on from him. Now they brought in Cliff Kingsbury to lead them, of course. Now, oh, Ben, let me just quickly your thought on Kyler Murray himself. Do you think he can become an elite pro quarterback? I mean, there was a lot of questions going into the year about his height. You know, can he really, you know, develop? You, know, you don't really see many short guys or shorter quarterbacks in the NFL. Like they have to fire on that 5'10 range. You know, you have some guys like Russell Wilson, who's just about six feet, who kind of do their thing. You know, can he really see over the line? Can he get passes out cleanly? You know, do you think he has the ability to be an elite level QB? I think he does, but I just think the concepts for what he's being asked to do maybe you're not going to work. You know, I, I, in my scouting for the Cardinals team and, and in fantasy circles, people are very excited about what the Cardinals could be with a, a uh, spread air raid offense. <clears throat> but my concern is that the offensive line play is just so poor. Uh, uh, Ross Tucker on his uh, fantasy feast podcast t- spoke about how, and he's a, he's a former offensive lineman, played seven years, said that the splits between the linemen were so big that he's just going to have to run for his life. And that actually happened in the po- in their preseason game against the Raiders. This line was just in shambles, and he had to run for his life. It doesn't make for compelling and awesome football, absolutely. But, you know, I don't think, one, I feel like really good talent is is cradled in a way to give it a chance to be you know, elite, get to that elite status, right? If if Daniel Jones doesn't play this year, sits for a year and then goes out and plays and sees, you know, what for good or for worse is a quote unquote elite level play or pro play by Eli Manning, learn from that and go, he's probably better for it. It worked for Patrick Mahomes. It worked for Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, yep. I was just going to say Aaron Rodgers, especially, you know, he sat, he sat behind far for what, four seasons. That's, that's because he walked in the door and was a dickhead to Brett Favre. I'm sure there are a couple of years there. I'm sure Brett Favre kept playing. Because yeah. But that was also the era of football where quarterbacks were drafted and they weren't expected to come in and play right away. I'm you know, with the money, with the money that's invested in players now, you know, if you have a top 10 pick, you're going to be playing. There is no discussion at some point. So you're going to come in. Do you think that rookie QB should just, you know, especially your first round QBs, I'll stick it, I'll stay, I'll stay on that subject, Dave, that they should play right away or sit and yes. learn for at least half a no. season? No, if I'm a top, you get, you very, you very rarely get a top 10 pick if you're having a decent run organization. So, you know, I'm looking at, if you're drafting a guy in the top 10, they have to be plug and play right away, right now. How many of these guys can actually be plug and play? These guys read plays that are a signboard that has Lady Gaga, the uh, Statue of Liberty, uh, uh, Sunflowers. Listen, I'm going to be honest. I think that offense is going to work the first year. Just like Yeah, just because it's just, is it? Well, you know, he also had Michael Vick, you know, that worked well. That was a perfect marriage that first year. People say Kyler Curry is the next coming. 
and then all of a sudden that whole year of tape comes out and they have the offseason. I think they're going to catch some people off guard offensively. I think he'll be okay his rookie mm-hmm. year, but I think when it comes to like year two and year three where people just start to grasp their college concepts, it's one thing if you sprinkle in some college concepts, but that can't be the your major – yeah. I, I'd be willing to go out so, on a limb and say they'll be a, they'll be probably be a dumpster fire this year. Their their defense is going to be lacking Patrick Peterson for at least the first four to six weeks. I think he got suspended. Mm-hmm. Um, they've had a few injuries as well, um, and I just I could see it being very bad in uh, with a, with a coach who is a certified loser by college standards. Mm-hmm. So up, damn, and do some okay. work out here in the NFL, <laughs> man. <laughs> the fact that he did USC dirty. Um, uh, and I have no like connection to you know anything of that nature, but don't go there, accept the job, say I'm not going to the NFL, and then two days later show up in the NFL. Cliff Kingsbury, don't don't be trash. We're coming for you. Mm. We're coming for you, dude. dude spitting hot fire right now, Ben. Booyaka, booyaka. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> the organization showed they don't have any faith in anybody because they dropped the Rosen number in the first round and. Not even a full year in, he's somewhere else. So yeah, he's over in Miami. So so the, the Dave, Dave, does the Cliff Kingsbury system work in the NFL or Obed? Feel free to jump in as well. No, I don't think I don't. No, we don't know yet. I mean, he, he it, it's something that has not been seen yet. So like I said, every once in a while, if you watch Arizona game, there may be some wrinkles or some nuances that catch people off guard. But mm-hmm. schematically, that system is very flawed in the NFL. Yeah. So, so I mean, you, you've got Kyler Murray, you've got your veteran receiver, Larry Fitzgerald. You know, I don't know how much longer he can play, Obed. How do you think on that? And really, and can David Johnson really t- return to his all-pro form? So, Larry Fitz, I don't, I mean, I, if they keep running him out of the slot, he's going to be able to just be outsmart people. Uh, and as long as he can take the battering that comes with playing in the slot, and because those slants in are going to be are going to be the, the chin checkers. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I, I mean, I could see him out there another two years. He, he's on that uh, line of, hey, do, do, is it is it still mentally wearing you down to be on a Cardinals team that just keeps losing, right? Right. Um, and David Johnson, I don't. Again, it's the he he was the he was coming into the age of a prototype of running back that I feel like he was a clone of Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell to me is the prototype. The between the tackles, speed to get to the corner. If we don't have the the pass catching help, we can flex him out to wide receiver two, which the Steelers did often for all three of those things. And mm-hmm. he was at the top of his his uh, stats column for uh, you know whatever back in the NFL, right? And just they refuse to just pay him. That's just just give him his money and move on. And now we're really gonna see what Ben Roethlisberger is about when those guys aren't out there. I don't care if they cooked up the Titans on preseason football. The Titans are terrible. Um, <laughs> I, it's they need. I'm telling you, the Cardinals could be a dumpster fire. It's going to be so many things that need to happen for them to at least be competitive enough. They'll they'll catch some people sleeping, probably some of the bad teams. But this team, I don't think has the mustard uh, with these players, especially not having a bad which with having a bad offensive line. That's what that the reason that we're listening we're we're talking about uh, Andrew Luck retiring is because that that um, Ryan Grigson or whoever the uh, the GM was refused to make him give him a great offensive line. Refused to give him a line that he could play under, and he just got took a beating that led. Yeah, he got whooped, dude. Right. So yeah, also his style of play lended to that as well. He liked to hang in the pocket and 
Yeah. You know, and he when it came down to running the ball, he would like to run through people and stuff like that. Like you got to take care of your body, man. Yeah, absolutely. Let's move on to the L.A. Rams. Of course, we all know they lost in the Super Bowl last year to the Patriots. Do they have what it takes to get back there? Yes, they have Aaron Donald. It was going to be my next point. Is he the best player in the NFL? Best defensive player in the NFL, yeah. That's the best uh, in the NFL. Yeah, I can definitely agree. I can, we can say he's the best defensive player in the NFL for sure. Is he the best overall player? Or he's not top five, I would say, probably, right? Most he's likely. top three... Yeah, I mean, is he a more disru- disruptive force than Khalil Mack? Because Khalil Mack is definitely one of the top. No, no, Aaron Donald's better than Khalil Mack. Right. Wow, it's a bold statement, but I mean, I'll, I'm not going to disagree with you, Dave. So, but, but can the can the Rams really, you know, with Jared Goff, you know, and Sean McVay running running that, you know, that offense, can they get back to the promised land and perhaps win it this time, Obed? I so my problem with them and you know hats off and kudos to the New England Patriots and Bill Belichick and that defense and Brian Flores and the job they did holding a offense that cooked up the defense of the Chiefs to three points. Yeah. Um, you know I I think there's something to be said about the fact that the Patriots were able to outsmart a quarterback who literally leverages on the fact that his his coach is smart enough to keep up with these things. Again, I said these quarterbacks coming into the league cannot go under center. Step back. Call an audible, read the defense, see what they've got, watch the movements, play tricks with the eyes of the safety. They can't do it, and it just looks frustrating. Uh, yeah, some, yes, they can. I, I, I wouldn't say that at all. It depends on what system that you're in in college and what it's asked of you. You know, sometimes your system asks you to do things that your skill sets don't flourish in. You know, so like, you know, uh, Jalen Hurts is a good example. Jalen Hurts can throw the hell out of the football. It's just when he first came to Alabama, they were asking him to just do run-pass option stuff. Yeah. So it didn't really highlight his ability to throw the ball. Mm-hmm. RPO is yeah. a very controlled product, right? Like 100%. But you know what? He pretty much drove Alabama down the field against Deshaun Watson with 40 seconds left, and they were pretty much going to win that game. And then right. their defense completely crapped the bed. It's not that certain guys aren't asked to do certain things. So you may not think they can do it. Like Cam Newton when he was in Auburn. Cam Newton can throw the football. Absolutely. It was just in Auburn. It was just, this is what we want Run. you to do. Yeah. Yeah. Right, 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 right. I mean, no, I, I mean, I'll agree with you, Dave. But, you know, but, but here's the thing with the Rams, you know, about and just kind of going really quick back to the Super Bowl, you know, Gurley wasn't, you know, it wasn't what he was during the regular season, those last couple games that they had there. You know, is he going to be back to, to form? You know, they brought in some defensive guys, Clay Matthews, Dante Fowler Jr. So I think they kind of, you know, revamped the defense a little bit. Eric Weddle, you know, um, so the defense looks stronger, which is even which is better for them. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, but I, I think they can with if, if McVay leading that squad, you know, especially in that division, you know, you know, the NFC West, I think they can certainly win that division once again. Uh, you don't know, on so, Seattle, man. No, no. I mean, I'll never Russell Wilson is there, but I don't think they have the weapons like the Rams do with Brett Cooks. Cooper Cup is going to be back healthy now. He, he missed last, most of last year with the ACL. So um, I, I'm going to say the Rams can get back to the Super Bowl. Um I don't know. I don't know. Obed, let me just say really quickly kind of round out the Rams. You know, do you see them as a Super Bowl contender this year? Man, it, because they play in the NFC. Yes. 
the NFC has had a different person coming out. As long as you score enough points and aren't the team that gives up the most amount of points, you know, a lot of we're now talking about the NFC having some of the better defenses. When you think of the Eagles, when you think of the Saints, when you think of the Vikings, the Bears, uh, the Bears, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. yeah, it, mm-hmm. and it, it's more so questions on the offensive side for some of those defense, some of those teams as well that, yeah, the Bears are going to stop you defensively. That We need to hope that Trubisky takes another step forward with all the weapons around him and does something. Um because they have Sean McVay, and this is why I feel like Sean McVay is a, is a great, bright mind for the NFL. He's done this with his offenses, with the pieces around him when he was with uh, the Redskins. Uh, and I believe he had a stint before then um, on somebody's staff. Maybe he was with the uh, what they call the Falcons. Um, mm. But he has shown that he is he does the homework necessary to make sure that he can play against any defensive mind out there except for Bill Belichick. So, you know, if you make that game in the Super Bowl, I guarantee that if there's a team that'll get there, it's probably the Rams. Right, right. Let's go on to the San Francisco 49ers now. Jimmy Garoppolo is back now. He's coming off the ACL injury that he suffered in week three. Um, He looked a little rusty in the first preseason game for them. You know, is he going to have a a stellar bounce back year, Dave? I mean, I I know the Patriots kind of gave up on him. You know, they didn't think they needed him. I think he's a he was a hell of a QB for them. Uh, as, a, as a backup, he could always serve them well if, if the Brady How is gone. How did you say he's a hell of a QB for him? He barely played any snaps. Dude, dude, he, dude, dude he looked good, dude. He looked good. He, he was a solid back, solid enough backup. How do we know time. that? Tom Brady and, never missed any time when he was playing with him. But he played three weeks for the Patriots. He played three. Yeah, and he got injured, which is the story of his dude, life. Sherman, he, he threw five straight interceptions in practice the other day. He looked like complete. You talking about practice? Okay, we'll just talk about practice. Well, okay. well, hold on, no, hold on. Those are, those hold are on, Obed. against um, another team. That's yes, and yeah. and then he just got into this recent preseason game and looked like complete doo doo. Doo doo. Let me ask you, what what are his weapons in San Francisco that he has? Uh, Kettle. That George tight Kittle, end. the tight end. Okay. Dante Pettis, um, wide receiver. Yeah, a wide receiver, but yo, dude, he they don't have that many weapons. They they don't have much. They don't have much. He got to stay out there. People are like, hey, what, do you think the Patriots should have kept Jimmy Garoppolo? Jimmy Garoppolo took one hit outside the pocket and then was done for the rest of the year. They didn't have to bring him back because Tom Brady came back from suspension. But I wonder what the timeline would have actually been for uh, Jimmy uh, Jimmy Garoppolo had Tom Brady not been there, right? Like, is this is, was it, would it have been an injury they would have covered up and tried to get him back at the end of the year? Or would he have been done for the season? They never put him on IR. They just let him chill because the starter was back. So I, I just... If, if he's got it, he's got to make sure that he's still there. Like, hey, he's a benefit. It's no, it's no different from, it's no different from all the coaches that leave the bell check tree. He benefited off of being a backup to Tom Brady and and having that role and all that other stuff. But right, right, right. He 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 came in the right system at the right time and he cashed out and did the right thing. I'm not knocking him, but he. He's not going to be an upper echelon quarterback. They'll be looking for a quarterback in less than two years. You think so? Okay. What, 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 let me ask you on the defensive side. Is there any changes that they need to make? You know, Richard Sherman is going to be in his second year with the Niners. You got Nick, Nick Bosa, of course, um, coming in there. Solomon uh, Thomas. Se- they've invested a lot in their defense. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you know, I mean, you, you know. In I, the I, past I just, few years, they've gone heavy defensive line. Mm-hmm. So do you think do you think that the defense has to lead them and, yes. and move forward until they get the quarterback situation straight? Yeah. 
especially in their division. With the teams in their division, they could get cooked up on any week. Maybe the Cardinals they'll have wrapped up, but the Rams will take it to them. The, the Seahawks, Seahawks will take, will take it, to it to them. Right, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think they definitely need to, you know, sure up that defense before anything else. I'll 100% agree with you there. Move, and, oh, Ben, moving on to the Seahawks, as you just mentioned, you know, have, have are they giving Russell Wilson enough numbers? Now, of course, you, you know, Doug Baldwin is, is no longer there, you know, as a retirement, you know. He got Tyler what, Lockett. What so let me ask, can the Seahawks, for one, make the playoffs as a wild card? So as we said, the Rams will probably win that division once again. But can they get back to that, you know, that's being that Super Bowl contender like they were some seasons ago, you know, coming off two Super Bowl appearances and one, one victory, of course, you know? what should have two. Yeah, we all know they should have had to give, give Mar- Marshawn Lynch the ball. He'd probably get two, two, two rings out there. Let, let's be honest now. You know, another, another good old boy NFL decision to not want to go back to the negotiation table with a person who doesn't represent the kind of look they want to have. <clears throat> Two Super Bowl <throat> rings and the game-winning touchdown for the second one. Got him. Got him. I mean, where, 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 what do what do the Seahawks need right now to be to go back to where they want to go back to? They have everything. They have Russell Wilson. They have Bobby Wagner on defense. You know, Pete yeah. Carroll knows what he's doing. They they have, a, you know, you know they're going to win anywhere between six to eight games at home just just off the strength of the home field advantage and stuff right. like that. It's tough to play out west at that time zone. Yeah. Uh, so they'll be fine. They'll definitely, at a minimum, be a wild card. And then once you get to the playoffs, man, with Russell Wilson, you know. Yeah, he's dangerous. No, dangerous Wilson, you know, but but, but, but let me ask you this, Chris, can Chris Carson really, you know, this this you know, former uh, seventh round pick out of Oklahoma State, can he really lead them in the running the ball? But last year he, he did it pretty well. He had what over eleven hundred yards and nine touchdowns. Rushing has uh, never been their problem. They always seem to have a very good balance. And then when they need to throw the ball in the fourth quarter, Russell Wilson seems to be able to deliver. That's why they're high proficient and they can get it done when it's just like, well, he didn't throw 30, 40 balls. I think they've understood that their best years came when he wasn't throwing 30 to 40 balls and he was throwing maximum 30 balls they were doing. They were looking pretty good. The possession game and being able to run effectively works for them. We, I mean, Rashad Penny, I don't know if he's going to give them much in the run game, but Chris Carson is there to, to tote the rock for him. Uh, and I, really, I don't know if the defense is there. They're definitely not the Legion of Boom anymore, but no, some of the games that we've seen them play late in the season and last year, um, it's definitely been uh, something that uh, is is tailing off. They they might have to reinvest in that defense now that you have at least the pieces that Russell could play with and be all right. Like you said, Dave, they got uh, uh, Tyler Lockett. It's going to be fantastic in the role of uh, Doug Baldwin. I feel like people are like, oh, well, what does Tyler Lockett do? What does Tyler Lockett do? Apparently, their off- offense is only set up to my, right to draw up really inventive plays for that slot position guy. So if you mm-hmm. move one of the most athletic and fastest guys in the NFL in that slot position job, I wonder what that's going to look like. Right? Yeah, and 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 their two and their second round pick out of this year's draft, DK, DK Metcalf out of Ole Miss. Hurt, I think he had, yeah, he, he had he had he, I think he had knee surgery uh, recently. So. That's gonna be that's gonna you know hold them back too from Russ Wilson having a, a bigger year than as expected. I don't, they I don't should look they should look into a guy like Kenny Stills, but I'm also very skeptical about bringing any skill position player like a receiver into a system that he hasn't had a full off season with. I would agree. I, I also you know they've got David Moore out there got some really good numbers. Uh, the the games that uh, that. Doug Baldwin missed, and knowing that uh, Doug Baldwin's not there, he leaves with like you know 50 uh, targets. Uh, and Mike Davis, the running back, just left as well. He left with like 34 targets. So there's there's almost 100 targets up for grabs for somebody who's able to tote the rock. 
Hey, listen, when you have a top five quarterback, you have a ch- you always have a chance. And Russell well, Wilson's a top five quarterback. So, well, here, let me. I, I completely agree with you on that one. You know, it's all about who's the best and who's at the top. And if we talk about being at the top, we got to talk about uh, ESPN releasing an all NFL team. Uh, and I don't know if you guys have gotten a chance to take a look at this list. Uh, I did. I, I did. I, I was. I was. I don't know if there are things that popped out. I think as as all on offense. You know, I, I can understand where people would go with pay, with, uh, excuse me, Joe Montana. But Joe Montana, we, we say that individuals want to be better than their predecessors. They want to live up to the to the Titans. Tom Brady has stood on the shoulders as a guy who was a fan of the Niners out in Candlestick Park. Was there the day of the catch. Uh, when they beat the the Cowboys, um, you know, and he's he's turned it into a fantastic career. So you know him at QB, I have no problem with Jerry Rice at wide receiver. I I feel dismayed that I didn't get a chance to watch Jerry Rice growing up uh, as much as others did because greatest of all time. Some of the numbers, some of the things he did, I think are just phenomenal, phenomenal. To me, Jerry Rice is not only the greatest wide receiver of all time; he's arguably one of the no, he's the best football player of all best, time. Best football, best football player of all time. Best football player of all time. None of because, his be broken. Absolutely not. Think about it. We can argue cute quarterback all day, right? We always argue. Tom Brady, Peyton don't, Manning. Don't, don't, don't take my verbiage, Sherman. Don't take hold, my verbiage. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Don't steal my verbiage, Sherman. I'll call you out right now. Don't no, I'm just – listen. We can argue that all day. We can argue the running backs all day. We can argue linebackers all day. There's one position that nobody ever argues about who's the greatest receiver. Jerry Rice. So he's, to me, because he's so far past everyone else, to me, it's Jerry Rice, and then it's Randy Moss, and then it's T.O., and then it's everybody else. But even though he's so far past Randy, it's just it's just ridiculous. So I think Listen, he's so he has he has 50 more, more touchdowns than Emmitt Smith and doesn't even touch the ball as much as Emmitt Smith has. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, this list that they, ESPN came out with, the greatest, greatest team, you know, it's pretty good. The running backs, you got Jim Brown on here, Walter Payton. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much right on there. I'll, if Jerry Rice is not number one, that person needs to kill themselves. <laughs> <laughs> look at your life. Look at your choices. Call the suicide hotline. We advocate people not taking their life. But you might have to look at your life. Look at your There choices. will never be a receiver with 190 touchdowns. Now, do we do we give benefit of the doubt to other wide receivers? They never got the chance to play with Joe Montana and then go to uh, Steve Young. Not everywhere he went, for the most part, he bowled out outside of like Seattle. He was the man, like in his mid thirties with Oakland. Like everywhere he went, he was the man. Mm-hmm. I mean, don't forget he tore his ACL uh, in year nineteen ninety seven. Came back later in that season. Caught a touchdown and then tore his ACL again. Dedication. Right. No one was better than him. I mean, you got they got Tony G here at tight end, Reggie White on the defensive line with Mean Joe Green, LT of course at linebacker. I think we can all agree LT. But you know, uh, and Jerry Rice made Rich Gannon the MVP. Facts. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this 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 all this all NFL team is pretty interesting. Um, you know, Dion, Rod Woodson, you know, Ronnie Lott, you know, you know, it, it, you know, yeah, they heck, they even got Adam Benateri, that kicker, you know, Dick Buckus out here, what? <laughs> <laughs> you know, but uh, this, I thought, I thought this was pretty interesting and something cool that they that they did here. Oh, Bed, any any quick ar- arguments with the list at all about by position? 
I, I feel like I wish I would have seen Ed Reed up there. While, yeah, I, I understand that um, there's – listen, you look good, play good. You play good, they pay good. I completely get it. You know, and I'm never going to take anything away from Neon Dion. But I would <laughs> like to see maybe maybe back a safety back there would have been nice to see uh, uh, Ed Reed. But, you know, Ronnie Lott, again, another guy I didn't get a chance to see, but heard that he is was just a dog out there. So – um, no, nah, I don't, I don't have any issue. Hey, listen, my guy was at the top of quarterback. I got no issue. Here we go. Got no worries <laughs> on me when that Tom terrific patent, oh, pending, patent, pending, pa- patent, patent denied. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, but no, I mean, you know, at, at, with that, I mean, you know, if nobody else has any, any qualms with it, uh, I think that that wraps it up for this, uh, episode of what's the word entertainment. Uh, I want to give a big shout out to Sherm, our most gracious host, uh, Dave, thank you for bringing it out here again. People, we don't pay him, and I don't know why not. He does great work. Uh, anything you want to say to the people before we get out of here? Nah, I can show you receipts, man. Y'all pay me. <laughs> <laughs> no, we, we, we didn't file taxes yet. We can't do that yet, DB. <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 you filing taxes or not, that's on you. I'm getting screwed with you paying. <laughs> don't, have, don't have the IRS on us, bro. Sure, amazing yeah. people. Nah, man. I'm glad you guys made it out here once again, of course. Appreciate you guys as always. And I think that'll do it for us this week. Join us next time, of course. We're going to finally get back into, into some basketball news. And we're going to finally get a chance to talk about college football as, as the season is upon us. I know Dave mentioned about, about Florida, Florida and Miami, but getting into the nitty-gritty of it now. Uh, see, well, thank you guys. Obed, DB, until next time. Have a good one, guys. Peace. Peace.